0: Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together podcast. We have a great interview today with our local parent partnership here in our hometown. But before we begin, if you could head down to the show notes, connect with us on social media, get our great resource guide. And if you could, please, please, please be the 11th review on iTunes. That would be great. That's you, you sitting there. I know you're sitting there. You're thinking... God, I got to leave these guys a review. <laughs> I w- my fate my lucky number is number 11. Oh my gosh, I could be the 11th review <laughs> for these awesome people. We really
3: appreciate all the reviews we we, do. J- we just got a, a couple of new ones and they they are heartwarming they for us. They warm
0: our whole hearts. Yeah. It's sort of like an it's the natural gas furnace and inside. Every time we get a new one, it just kind of rekindles and
3: Well it's nice it's nice. You know, it's something that we, we work hard on. We want to produce really great content for it's you all. Nice and so that, that tells us that we're we're doing the right thing. So we appreciate you.
0: So we had an interview with our parent partnership. Was this a trying to think is this a selfish interview of yeah us? this was totally, selfish, totally guys. selfish sorry guys this was all about us this well was... but
3: you know so we've talked we <laughs> talked uh, originally in episode two and homeschool terminology about what a parent partnership program is right it's a it's a public um it's a public private so it's a public school that supports homeschoolers basically mm-hmm. and it's a great source of enrichment education and our daughter will be attending this school next year so we were super excited to interview them totally selfishly yes. about that but but also to give information, if you may but have who, a who did, who did we interview? Yes, yeah, so we interviewed Karen Rosenkrantz, which is the principal of Sky Valley Education Center, and Amber Ortiz, which uh, who's a teacher there. So teaches really,
0: kindergarten, which our kid is going to be going right, to. right. We got
3: to interview our kid's future kindergarten uh, co teacher, which was super exciting. Uh, so if you know, while this was selfish, um, we'll admit it. But um, the, the great thing for for everyone else is to hear um, both. You know, if you have a parent partnership in your area or a, some sort of a, a homeschool charter, and you're you're not really sure kind of what the aim of that is, this gives a great overview of what those programs are and the kinds of things that could be offered. Um, likewise, if you're thinking in your area you'd love to start a co-op or something mm-hmm. else, or, or you know, petition your school district to uh, create some sort of a of a charter well, this might give you some great
0: ideas and the great thing is that this charter was done exactly in that way where it was put together by families for families and they have been family focused for I mean almost 20,
3: I, I don't remember years, the, the establishment date.
0: 97 I think she said something like that. something like that somewhere in the 90s I mean it's amazing it's been going for 25 years and I mean it's she she was pretty honest I mean it's One of the biggest programs in Washington Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably and we we know that there are people that that, you know, transfer out of district into this parent partnership from a long distance. Right.
3: This program has a waiting list every year. Yeah. And so so this is
0: and, you know, upwards of eight, nine hundred kids. These are all homeschoolers. These are not public school students. They are technically in a public school, but it's a homeschooling uh, basically partnership. Where they have enormous amount of enrichment classes. Oh my
3: gosh, I think there's like over 200 classes. And it goes That's from amazing. kindergarten
0: to twelfth grade. You know, Karen even referenced that. You know, most of their, she, I think she said 60% of the kids who are juniors and seniors are in Running Start, which is uh, in the state of Washington. The kids going to community college ahead of time as they finish up high school. That's a great program we have here in the state. Um, she said 60% of the kids are doing this, and so you know, this is from kindergarten to twelfth grade, and you can really just see this great homeschooling mega cooperative that we have. And it's really, even though it's run by the public schools, the the philosophy that, you know, Karen had about the school really felt like it was a giant cooperative. You know, they listened to the parents. They, you know, she said, you know, Hey, we're going to have a Jedi training course this, this year. Who's going to be teaching the Jedi training course? Right. Right. You know, the parents, she's responding to to the needs of the
3: families, right? When they need something, they're creating these classes. I thought it was great. I I think it's a, I don't know it was it's just a great way to see how public schooling the public school system could support homeschoolers. Yeah.
0: And we know there's always a lot of friction there where there's, you know, homeschoolers are very not I wouldn't say anti-homes you know public school but there is a little friction there. Um and that and obviously there's a range there there's
3: well, right, that... homeschoolers are not in the public school system. Yeah. So then By for default, them to they're go to a public it, yeah. school to support their homeschooling seems like counterintuitive, but I think that this, but this was is, just a,
0: yeah, this is how, that great moment where you can see what, you know, a, a good public outreach, you know, a public school outreach to homeschoolers and great for secular homeschooling, right? You know, we're not talking about a co-op that's religious based or um, some curriculum style that is, you know, religious based. This is a secular school. This is run by the public schools. So if you are, you know, we are a secular homeschooling podcast, focusing on early learners this you could not get a better example of a public private you know kind of a public homeschooling partnership where they are able to build a school provide you know classes that range from you know obviously i joked about the jedi training course that's a real class that's a real class all the way up to you know robotics classes and um you know incredible stem classes and you know choir and Dance and, and gymnastics and drama, act, and, drama and theater and like the the amount of classes that are in ours and obviously ours is very large and so we have a huge selection of mm-hmm. classes there and it, it can be very you know intimidating looking at the class list but there's so much opportunity but this is a great example of what what it could be right you don't have to send your kid to high school you could, you know we want to homeschool but we could partner with the home you know the right. public schools to create a great environment like this public parent partnership.
3: Yeah. I think I give you good perspective too about, you know, what's required, right? It's like, you kind yeah. of feel leery. Well, I'm not going to the public school, but now I'm going to sign up for this quasi public school and how much are they going to try to um, control what I teach and, 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 and that's so, and I know that that fear is out there. Mm-hmm. This was a great, ex- a great discussion about, you know, just, their whole attitude and focus towards supporting us and obviously if you enroll and you enroll full-time you're actually not a, technically a homeschooler you're a public school student so there's you know everyone can kind of call it whatever you want to call it yeah. but uh, but we are still going to be the doing the spirit our, of it is yeah. that you are that you you are doing the bulk of the home educate the education at home the parent is yeah. the primary teacher and this school is there to support and encourage and Fill gaps and provide things. I mean, as much as we think we're doing a good job at homeschool, and we hope that we continue to, mm-hmm. I can't provide you know a theater for my daughter no. with fifty other children. I, I can't do that at home. And so this is a great way to fill those gaps that we we can't yeah. we can't fill here.
0: We're still going to be doing torchlight and build your library. We're still going to be doing our regular you know all about reading, and right start math. We're still going to be doing that, and I'm sure there are. Parents of homeschoolers that are in this parent partnership that are religious based, where they go home and they do absolutely a Christian based homeschooling.
3: Well, we talked to Shannon Demeter. Yeah. She she's a they're a family SVC VEC family and religious based homeschoolers, and yep. you know there's plenty of them too. But while we're going to be doing what. You know we have priorities set here. Our daughter's also going to take beginning Irish step dancing yeah. and elementary choir and maybe elementary piano and some things that I I could try to teach her how to play piano, but I'm I'm not an expert in that. And so I'd I'd rather she be able to find this enrichment there and hopefully we meet some other great families, which I'm sure we will, and and make those connections. So. It's a great social opportunity for for our kids and a, a, just a great enrichment opportunity. So we hope that this is is helpful and, and not just uh, selfish uh, for us to talk to these two lovely ladies. Um, but this is this is what it could be. I, I think this is like living the dream. This is having having our cake and eating it, too. Yeah, I agree. So uh, let's get right into it and we'll uh, roll right into this fantastic interview.
1: Hi, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Uh, My name is Karen Rosenkrantz, and I'm honored to be the director at Sky Valley Education Center. Well, we're so happy to have
3: you on the show today. You know, we've talked a little bit about parent partnership programs in the past, um, but there's so much that that we don't know as we haven't yet gotten the chance to take part in it, and we're going to be attending yours, so we're especially excited to interview you today. So could you just tell us a little bit about... um, about your background, and then talk a little bit about Sky Valley and and what a parent partnership uh, truly is.
1: Of course, I'd be happy to. So um, I came to Sky Valley in 2004 uh, as an administrator. I I have a background in alternative ed, uh, which is where parent partnerships like Sky Valley land in terms of uh, pigeonholing schools, if you will. So I came here in 2004, and I haven't left Uh, And I I wasn't just uh, an administrator here. I've also been a parent. And both of my students came to Sky Valley and graduated from here. So Sky Valley Education Center has been around since 1998. It was one of the early parent partnership programs. And again, it technically speaking is an alternative school in the state of Washington. It is an alternative public school. They are part of a local school district. Uh, It's just a very different type of alternative school. Uh, Most parent partnership programs tend to serve families with a background in homeschooling or a willingness to homeschool. And uh, since these programs started in the late 90s, I would say, there's close to 100 parent partnership programs across the state of Washington. And Sky Valley Education Center is one of the longest running and the second largest in the state.
2: Um, I am Amber Ortiz. I've been at Sky Valley since um, really months after it launched. I started as a parent with a bunch of little homeschool kids. I totally found my tribe. And I found my my passion. I um, eventually got my teaching certificate and I've been on staff for about twenty years. so that's a little bit of my story
3: uh, what what is a parent partnership program?
2: I would have we- to say that that it's the epitome of a working relationship. It is um, not a professional relationship it's a working relationship. You get you get real access to the parents that you're partnering with. You get real access to what's important to them, why they made this choice, how to support them. So I, I would definitely say it's not a professional relationship. It's, it's different than the kind of relationship that, that families often have with uh, teachers in a traditional environment. It's more of a, a working relationship.
3: So, Karen, can you tell us the ways in which uh, you and and Sky Valley facilitate uh, homeschool families? What kind of support and resources do you provide to them?
1: Of course. Uh, Again, many of the families we serve come from a background in homeschooling. If they're attending our public school, they may or may not be legally, technically uh, homeschoolers. And I think that's important to point out. We wouldn't want anyone uh, to feel misled or, or not understand that when you enroll here, you are in fact enrolling in a public school. Uh, but we are definitely meant to serve the homeschool community, and we serve families in a number of ways. One of the ways we serve families is by offering classes here on site uh, based on what parents want. Perhaps they're things that they uh, struggled to homeschool or uh would rather have their students attend in person. So one of the biggest ways we serve families is by offering classes that they can choose from here on campus. And that could be anything from pre-calculus to pottery, uh, art classes to Zumba, um, fiddle to U.S. history. Whatever families want, our commitment is to offer the things that they say they want to attend. And so our site-based offerings are a big part of how we serve our families. Other ways that we serve our families is in partnering with them to support them in their home-based instruction or their homeschooling. So we have a huge curriculum library where parents can check out curriculum. They can try out online resources that we purchase licensing for and they have access to specialists here who can advise them if they'd like advice on specific curriculum or techniques uh, or if they have questions about reading or math or teaching science or what curriculums work. These are also some of the things we do to support families. Also, we provide a space and a community. And so, it's a place where parents come. They can not only have their students attend classes, but they can meet with each other and get support Mm -hmm. from each other. So, I think that's another big thing that we provide here to our families is that sense of community. So, most of our
0: listeners are here in Washington. We have a good mixture of washington and then it kind of scatters around the world is the parent partnership a kind of a standard offering that maybe across the u.s is it is sky valley kind of like a a unique thing or is this more of like if somebody finds a, a parent partnership say in massachusetts or something of that nature would they see something similar to what you guys offer
1: yeah i'm not sure that they would uh what i do know is that of course, there are homeschoolers across the world and across the United States, and each state deals with homeschoolers differently, and each state has different alternative school laws or charter school laws or magnet school laws, too, that govern the different types of schools that they offer. So in my my travels and uh, in my experiences, I have not found – Another place that's quite like Washington in terms of these types of programs fitting within the alternative learning experience rules and regs. And I find our unique set of rules and regs that make this program possible, if you will, to be fairly unique. So I think Sky Valley is pretty unique within Washington State. And I think Washington State is also unique within the United States and the world and what it it offers. Of course, I might be biased, uh, but I think we're pretty unique here.
0: So there is a lot of um, different models out there. You, you mentioned a few like magnet schools, charter schools, obviously private schools. What was the genesis behind the parent partnership? Was this a parent-led thing? Was this kind of a, you know, uh, the school district wanted to try something unique? What was the idea behind starting something sort of like this, where you guys have this really large presence, but supporting the homeschooling families?
1: Yeah, so I believe in the late 90s, the uh, mid to late 90s, the rules in Washington changed to allow K-12 alternative schools. Prior to that, they were all 7th through 12th grade. So Mm -hmm. alternative schools were what you think of when you think of alternative schools, more middle school and high school programs for students who struggle. When they Mm -hmm. changed the rules to be K-12, Then you started to see some people get together and go, what could we do? What could we offer? And who are we not serving in our school districts? And so I think a few school districts started to think about things differently and who they weren't serving. And of course, the homeschool community was a big part of that population. And so what happened in Monroe were some School board members, a superintendent, and some other folks went to a group of homeschoolers and met with them and basically asked, what could we offer you that you would find value in that would make you want to enroll in our school district? And this was the original group of homeschooling parents. Some of those people are still on staff here, are still here from that original group. And so since that day... That's really been our mission. What is it that homeschool families or families who want to partner with us want us to offer and then it's our job to provide it to them.
0: So maybe the next question would maybe be to Amber since she was one of those first homeschooling families that maybe had joined. Um Amber what what kind of drew you to the school and then what is your your role as kind of like an outreach to new parents? You know, what is it unique about you know, our area, Snohomish County, North King County, that draws in homeschooling families to this school?
2: My family was uh, leaving the traditional environment for a variety of reasons and giving homeschooling a try. Mm-hmm. And we initially found a small group of like-minded people kind of in our neighborhood, and we started this, this little co-op. And it was working out pretty good. Um, I would you know teach a class and the, another person would would teach a little unit on something, and we we had this camaraderie. It was great. One of the things that was lacking was almost like the diversity of what every good community needs. Mm-hmm. the The group was just too small. it was just too tight. And so um, through the grapevine, I heard about this new alternative school opportunity in Monroe. And I went and checked it out and I looked at the class list and I thought, this isn't just math and reading and language arts. Those are all the things that I enjoy doing with my kids. It was ballet. It was gymnastics. It was reading games all kinds of um building with Legos. And I thought this is this is a different community, a more a more diverse community. And so I can definitely say that what, what drew us into Sky Valley was a need for more community. Uh, finding other other homeschoolers to do homeschool with is that that's um that's not very hard. Lots of homeschoolers in our area, and and they're they're all great connections and and resources and usually long lasting relationships. But there's just something else when you're homeschooling that you that you want for your experience. And Sky Valley provided that in regards to outreach. I I mean honestly, I think that all I could say is that. How I heard about Sky Valley, uh, word of mouth, that's exactly how I think I saw Sky Valley grow as my kids and I attended and as I saw classes expand and I saw the school move to bigger buildings. It was it was literally just um, word of mouth, homeschoolers sharing what their experiences were, reaching out and getting the word out.
0: Do, do you see um, the people who attend, the families who attend, are they coming from pretty far away? Are they commuting? Um, oh, yes. because they know, it's a fair It's a fairly large <laughs> yes. school. I mean, I, w- I would argue it's almost as large as the high school, right? I mean, just in order of magnitude, it's pretty large.
1: Uh, it fluctuates, but we okay. have sometimes been the second largest school in our district, yes.
0: I mean, that's that's just impressive from a homeschooling standpoint that there are that many families that are... You know, in the school. I, I, I've i told this a couple times to a few people that how large the school is seven, 800 people. And in, in I know it goes from K to 12. Um, but I mean, that is a, that's an enormous school bigger than I think what most people think like a parent partnership would be. They they kind of think like an like an expanded co-op. But it, it does seem like the school district, you know, can bring a lot of weight, a lot of financing, a lot of that type of, uh, you know, the building support, all of that type of stuff in it. It has really grown into something really large.
1: Yeah, we are a, a very large parent partnership as well. A, a okay. lot of the parent partnerships across the state are, are much smaller, some 20 to 50 to 100 students. But I think okay. what's unique about Monroe and why we are the size we are and why people drive from so far is a mix. It's a mixture of things. It's it's been a 25 year commitment from our school district in our leadership and school board, a commitment to alternatives and a commitment to support this program. And that's something we don't take for granted. And that's one of the reasons that we flourished. I think another reason that we have grown and that we draw people from so far is I'd like to think we walk our talk. And when we talk about partnering with parents as equal partners, And we talk about our job is to find out what they need and what they want and then to give it to them. That is real here. And that is everything that we do. And it's part of every decision that we make. Uh, And that that same commitment that was there in, in 1997, 1998, meet with a group of homeschoolers, find out what is it we could offer that you would want and then offer it. That is still how we run today. It's still how we make our master schedule. It's still how we decide on programs. It's still a part of us. And I think that's a big reason why we we draw from so far. No, that is a
0: good point too, because t- homeschooling families, I'm, I'm not to say that there's a tension, but you know online there can be some people saying you know things and and whatnot, but Homeschooling, we would not immediately think that homeschoolers would go into the public school for any any reason whatsoever, and it is amazing that you guys do have such a focus towards the families to find out what they have. I think that does lend to why you guys have such such a great success at such a large you know following of people.
1: I would definitely agree. and again, we're able to do that because of the support we have from our school board, the support we have from district leadership. That's created a situation where we could really flourish and grow and become whatever our community needed us to be.
3: So we'd love to hear, um, Amber, could you talk with us a little bit about, we've we've talked about a couple of the types of class offerings, but it's such a great program. Can you highlight some of the, the more popular classes and other opportunities, field trips and, um, you know, different things, right? Uh, homeschoolers often, or new homeschoolers, worry about lacking those uh, common, I don't know, what rights of childhood, right? You know, the dances, <laughs> the, the different things. Yeah. What, what do you offer to help to, uh, you know, what, what kind of extra enrichment opportunities could families who attend a parent partnership expect?
2: So at Sky Valley, the the what we offer is different year by year because it's like Karen said we will we will leave it up to our families to um, direct what the schedule is going to look like. So we have some programs that are year to year that students can enroll in and then continue in for really most of their elementary or most of their middle school, high school. But the individual classes are, I think, what really sets um, Sky Valley apart. I think we're talking specifically about the parent partnership classes. Some of my kids, when they went here, some of their favorite classes were the PE. Uh, I personally have taught archery, and unicycling. I, um, some of my best friends have taught the, the fencing and the, the ninja classes for the little kids. <laughs> we have some of the most fabulous and creative art teachers, I think, in the district. And I know that our um, school board, in a normal year, they go out of their way to make sure that they have a school board meeting here on our campus. At the same time that we are having our art and science fair, because they want to see what is coming out of our um, our, our art students. Hmm. So one of the classes that I teach is called Thunder Garden. and we renamed we, the we kindergarten. Are, to... We are
0: we are both very interested in this because we <laughs> have we have a young little girl who will be in your class next year. <laughs>
2: Well, I can tell you right now that uh, we chose, we, we modified the name because it's taught like, by co teachers. So it's myself and my co teacher, Joy Lynn. And we almost called it Joy Garden <laughs> because we want to make sure that, that that's our focus. We want the social emotional to be the priority, we want to make the messes. We want to make the noise. We want to jump and sing. And we want to do all those things that a kindergartner would want to do, not just needs to do. So the the way that we design our classes here at Sky Valley, we don't just crack open a curriculum and make a pacing guide. I mean, we can do that for you if that's (laughs) what you want. Absolutely. And hold your hand the whole way through, provide you with materials, provide you with support, all of that. We can do that. But our specialty is to, like Karen said, reach out to our community and say, what do you need? What do you want? And then let us blow your mind with our investment in your student. So, yeah, we, we actually have an entire class. It's, you know, things are so different this year, unfortunately, but typically we run a program called Excursion. So we don't just have field trips. We have a field trip program where every Wednesday kids show up at 9 a.m. and they get on a school bus with one of our most popular teachers who emulates the magic school bus teacher. She is Mrs. Frizzle. And (laughs) I mean, every week I look out my window and I wait for that school bus to like fly away. I just know it's going to happen one day. (laughs) But um, yeah, we just don't do field trips. We'll make a program for you. So that can be your child's experience. So So
0: you have a frizz. That's good. That's good. good. Do you guys do any sports or outreach for sports? Or is that something that is facilitated through the high school and AAU sports?
1: We do have students who participate in sports in our district. And uh, I was a Sky Valley parent and my son played soccer for Monroe. Those sports, the WIAA sports, they uh, happen at the neighborhood school. So the regular traditional school. But what I can say as a parent is Monroe does an exceptional job of making sure that homeschool families, students, parent partnership families and students feel a part of the team my son never felt like he didn't belong and so we really appreciated that and he played soccer up at the high school all 4 years and he never took a single class there so we do have students who participate in sports we don't have any separate WIAA athletics here other than our PE classes but we do have students who are on the football team the tennis team, all of the different teams from middle school all the way through high school.
3: One of the things that I know when I've uh, talked briefly about, you know, our intention to go to the parent partnership with other homeschoolers, uh, they said, oh, but aren't they going to tell you what you have to teach? And and a teacher (laughs) is going to be watching everything and you're going to have to report into them about all your progress. And Can you talk a little bit about what that uh, teacher-parent relationship looks like beyond the the classes that they would take? What kind of oversight or or guidance uh, is given to the at-home
1: work? Yeah, I can definitely talk about that. The first thing I would say is that we have some families who are enrolled very part-time, and that is something that any family can do. If they truly are only looking at wanting to take one or two classes, That is something that we make available to families who, for whatever reason, truly want to do the vast majority of of their schooling on their own uh, without partnering with a public school, but would like to access some of those classes that Amber was talking about, maybe fencing or pottery or or whatever. Uh, So that is an option for families. When we meet with a family, we like to sit down and find out what it is they're looking for, and then our goal is to do everything we can to provide them with that and stay out of their way for the rest to the extent that we can. So if a family is coming to us for core curriculum, English, math, social studies, science, then we are going to provide our best advice around that. But a family might choose to take a class with us on campus, might choose to check out curriculum, might choose to use their own, might choose to use one of our online products. So all of those things are possible here at Sky Valley. We also have the flexibility to use different types of curriculum here. So uh, the same textbooks that you would find in the traditional schools, those are not the things that we are using here at Sky Valley because it's difficult to make those work when you're not in a setting with 30 students all day, every day. So there's there's just a ton of flexibility.
0: How do you guys handle the uh, standardized testing, um, the state requirement testing, but also you know, maybe national testing like the SATs and things like that?
1: So we do offer the state testing. We are a public school. And we offer it just like all public schools. And we are hopeful that people will participate because what we have found is that when our families test, we can demonstrate to the state and to other people that what we do works and that matters to us. However, we do recognize that families have the right to opt out of state testing in the traditional system and in our system. So that is. Uh, something that parents can do. Again, we offer all the state testing, and we hope people will participate because we know that our families are going to do well. Uh, And that says something about this partnership we're in together and how effective it is. But you can opt out. We also do offer things like the PSAT, help people get hooked in with the SAT, and we have an entire guidance counseling team that can help families with Everything from course selection to Running Start to college applications—all of those things.
0: How much does Running Start? This is something that uh, Ariel and I have been eyeing as you know a great way to reduce the you know the cost of college, starting with, at community college and then getting going from there. How many of your students go that route, and do you support them? That In what ways do you support them and, doing that? And we that? should
3: probably preface for our listeners that aren't in the state of Washington that Running Start is our uh, state-supported uh, and paid-for program for high schoolers to go to
1: community college. Yeah. yeah, so that was one of the most incredible gifts that I found as a Sky Valley parent. Both of my students did Running Start. We definitely support it. We encourage it here, and about 60 percent of our juniors and seniors attend Running Start, and I'm proud to say our average GPA in Running Start is a 3.4. So our students are very successful, and we don't otherwise have letter grades at Sky Valley. So for our GPA to be that high in a place that doesn't even have letter grades, I think is remarkable. As a parent, both of my students earned their associate degrees during high school, then went on to four-year schools and finished their bachelor's degrees when they were 20 without debt, With, without debt, and entered the workforce at the age of 20. And I I don't think they understand just how remarkable that is, because it is so normal here. A quarter to a third of our graduating classes have some uh, running start or a full two-year degree when they graduate, so it's it's remarkable. We yeah, also have a Snow Isle Skill Center, and folks that take advantage of that, their junior and senior year, and we encourage that as well.
0: Is that is that a technical college uh, in that in that
1: sense? It's a technical program that's part of a cooperative between multiple school districts where students can go their junior or senior year into everything from automotive to cosmetology to culinary IT uh pen
2: firefighting
1: uh, yeah okay,
0: with the students who tend to this is you know we've asked a few homeschooling parents a similar question that I'll ask you but from you as an administrator be interesting to hear your take on it how how have a lot of times homeschoolers we tend to not grade we tend to, you know, go on competency and achievement and, you know, showing that you master the material. So we don't do a lot of testing. That's, uh, you know, a common feature of homeschooling. How do you, a lot of your students transition into, say, a community college where they do have to sit down, you know, for an hour, take a test, you know, answer the physics questions, show your work, things of that nature? How do they, do your, do the students, maybe this to Amber as well, you know, do you see your students struggle in that transition? And-, and almost maybe more, more to a point, the actual standardized tests, because if they're at home doing a lot of, you know, book work, you know, resources, workbooks, things of that, that nature, sitting down and taking a three hour test can be a very foreign concept to them. And do you see that students struggle with that? How how do they handle that?
1: Um, I guess what I could say is the, the only pattern that we see and I don't think it's necessarily a, a negative is that the younger students perhaps don't do as well on standardized testing, because mm. like you pointed out, it's really just not a focus. Uh, so as students get older, we see their performance increase if they're participating. And by the time they're taking standardized tests in 10th grade or going on to running start, they are performing at or above their peers mm. in all respects. And I can say that as a principal and as a parent i really didn't see uh any sort of struggle or dip i liked to talk about running started as it was like college with training wheels (laughs) 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 while while my kids were still at home you know with us and then that transition into the four-year environment no big deal for them they'd already been in college so yeah,
0: that's that's been a you know a concern that I've heard from a number of homeschooling parents. And, and it's a concern that I have as well. You know, just, you know, seeing what I do every day. I mean, I got a, I have a really young kid, so I don't know what it's going to look like in 10, 15 years. You know, that is you know I was a private school and public school. And then going into college, you know, just seemed like an extension of what I had before. And I was I think there's some people that are a little bit nervous that, OK, my my kid is a homeschooler. And then now they're going to go into more of a traditional schooling environment is that such a foreign concept that they'll struggle i that's always been a kind of a, a back of the mind concern of mine but it's really nice to hear that that tends to not be the case
1: well and like i said the you know the statistics sort of call that out too if 60 sure. percent of our juniors and seniors are going to running start and their gpa is a 3.4 i'd right. say that they are doing okay
3: <laughs> so you know we've been talking about the parent partnership program so far um but I know that the school offers a number of other programs. Can can we maybe hear about some of the other things and and uh, what the focuses are of those other programs?
1: I think that's going to take both Amber and I because there's so many <laughs> we might forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amber, maybe you want to start off and I'll start I'll try to make a list.
2: Absolutely. So uh, we can start off with the programs that. I'm personally involved in, like I described uh, before, we have two full day kindergarten programs available. Um, one is a parent partnership, that's the fundergarten class that meets for five hours a week. And the other is offered through our um, Montessori program, which I'll let Karen talk about. We have a similar program called Wonder Garden that if you are in Funder Garden and that was your jam and you want to stick with that, that style and that classroom and that teacher, you can graduate right into it, which will take you into the other program called Integrate, which is a um, an elementary STEM program, quite honestly. so We have um, those programs that are intentionally designed to feed into each other and and provide kind of a stabilized uh, learning environment and teacher group for the students that stick with it. There's um, a new program this year that I'm also personally involved in called School to Go. And uh, given the nature of uh, what 2020 has challenged us with, we developed um, a program that, if you are if you are a family who has decided that a 100% distance program is what you want for the entire year, you want that um, you just you just want to decide upfront. This is how I'm going to stabilize my year. This is what I'm going to commit to. We have a program that um, offers you a box of complete curriculum for your math, your language arts, your reading, your literature, your social studies, and your science. And so you pick up your box and you get your pacing guide for all of your curriculums. And then you get to check in with me or one of the other um, three staff members on School to Go as a, how are you doing? How can we help you? Uh, What are your needs? What are your... Um, successes this week. And so those are the, those are the two, those are the primary programs that I have been involved in, Um, School to Go relatively new, but just a wonderful, like such needed addition to what Sky Valley already offers.
1: And uh, there's a ton more. I just made a list Uh, So I could check so I didn't forget anything. Uh, As Amber mentioned, we have a Montessori program, and that's from kindergarten through 10th grade, if parents want. That's a -a three-day-a-week program. Pretty rare to have an adolescent Montessori program, so we're really lucky in that regard. We we also have a STEM program, which is a -a three-day-a-week integrated uh, STEM curriculum For sixth through 10th grade. We have a new program this year called Bookshark, which is a secular version, I believe, of the sunlight curriculum. It's very literature-based, K-8, and that provides all of the curriculum that the family needs and a -a once-a-week check-in with a teacher. As Amber's mentioned, we have the excursion program in a normal year when we can travel. And that's a weekly, it really is the magic school bus. Weekly field trip experience with curriculum that goes with that for families. We also have an environmental science school for seventh through 10th graders. That is a three day a week program that's all centered on environmental science. Along with that, K-5, K-6, we have a family forest school two afternoons a week where families and students are literally out in the forest learning. And that's been a very popular program. Additionally, we have a family co-op that operates K-8 that meets once a week and provides all of the content that a family would need and gives families that, that co-op feel uh, that relationship, that small group that gets together and teaches different uh, topics to each other's students, just here with the benefit of our facility and our technology and our resources. And then, aside from that, honestly, that parent partnership program is an mm-hmm. a la carte menu of over 200 classes, K 12. And it might be robotics or fiddle or pre-calculus or piano or ninja training uh, or biology, chemistry or physics. So just about anything you can think of or that parents want will come up with. Every year, I kind of look forward to seeing what people will come up with uh, so I can say, well, I don't I don't know where I'll find a unicycle teacher. Teacher, but I'm I'm sure I will. <laughs> so I don't know where I'll find a, a Hebrew teacher, but I'm sure I can find that.
0: Or, or, the, Je- or the Jedi training. That
1: was one Jedi way. training. Who knew we had someone on staff who could teach Jedi training <laughs> or ninja? Mm-hmm. Um, this is we a. We also remarkable... have a
2: wood shop.
1: Oh wow. yes, wood shop K twelve is incredible.
2: Do you, just take a, enrol-
1: Do you take enrollment of thirty-eight-year-olds? Uh, that's where we'll find a lot of our dads, yeah, <laughs> say in the woodshop or robotics lab. So if you're missing your your parent, there's different places we could point out where you can find them.
0: <laughs> These programs are all great, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to see a boost and you know a lot of relocation to Monroe. Um, the the real estate people will be very happily happy for you. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, what is what is the experience? Maybe just like the classes all sound amazing, but what is the, like, maybe just take us on the, uh, you know, the, the Joyce-like trip on a day in the life of uh, a student um, uh, at the school. Like, what does it look like maybe from the parent's standpoint? I know from the younger students, it requires parents being on, on campus. Maybe talk a little bit about like what their experience is.
1: Um, I could start that a little bit and then I'm sure Amber could add some information. And so, Yes, students under age 12, parents are here with them. So a typical day, uh, most days are fairly atypical, but (laughs) if there there is a typical, you would probably come with your family and set up shop. Maybe you've decided as a family to come on Tuesdays and Thursdays and take what's offered. You might set up camp somewhere on campus that we've provided spaces for, for families and parents, and while you're in class, you're parent is able to work with your siblings and vice versa, so hopefully that that works out uh, for people. Sometimes parents are in classes helping out in your class. Sometimes they're teaching groups of students off to the side. Uh, it really kind of depends. I would say a typical family comes here once or more a week, somewhere between one and three times a week to be here for part of a day or all of a day. I think the campus feel is sort of like a college campus with people coming and going at all different times. And I I like to think of it as this joyful 17 ring circus. There's just so much joy <laughs> and exuberance and activity uh, and parents and students and babies and grandparents, and it's it's a real family environment where you're likely to see teenagers holding the hands of, of little ones uh, in between classes, kids helping each other, some kids out on the playground while moms are meeting and watching them. So for me as a principal and a parent, I guess it's that family feeling more than anything else. And just the sheer joy uh, with which students and and parents are here—that's that's that's what really resonates with me.
2: Um, I can completely agree. I I came here as a homeschool mom, and this was when the school was maybe 150 people. And so as the school has grown. It's been wonderful for me to watch Sky Valley uh, protect the integrity of its environment. So when I was here and it was, like I said, 150 people, it was a very small, close-knit group that we, but but it was just big enough to um, have friends with, you know, I go back to that whole, opportunity for diversity. I learned about other curriculums from other parents. I I was able to share some of my own resources or experiences. I made lifelong friends with other uh, moms who had toddlers about the same age that I did. So I look around now, even though we are much, much bigger and you can see, like Karen said, this family environment of um, people making connections, finding their tribe, uh, knowing where they can support others and where they can reach out to, to benefit from the support from others. Um, I love, I love being in my classroom with my kindergartners and looking out the classroom door into the center section of our pod and just watching the parents who are basically on call. If you need them, do you need me to cut some things? Do you need me to come in and support my student or another student? Um, you know, what, what do you need? But what they're really doing out there is they are building relationship and it's, yeah. It's it's just awesome. You you're watching something that's going to last way past, you know, the kindergarten classroom. So it's uh it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of and to watch.
1: I yeah, yeah I as a parent, I was not a homeschooler when I first came to Sky Valley as its administrator. And and the more I was here, I I just finally looked at my husband and I said, I think we need to do this. I think we might be homeschoolers. (laughs) And, um, And then we never looked back. And when I think about that and how it changed my life, it changed my family's life. And I know it will change my family's life for, for generations and for years to come. And I, I really mean that. And I know that in my heart and that's, it's just an incredible gift that this place has given me uh mm-hmm. professionally and uh to my family
0: uh, it it sounds it's, it sounds wonderful you you guys really speak with a lot of passion you know this year has been very challenging we're only 3 weeks away until we get we get out of this awesome terrible year that we've been going through <laughs> What, you know, obviously every school has had a lot of challenges this year. You know, what type of things have you guys had to deal with? You know, obviously with the remote learning, um, how has that changed how you guys interact? And then also as maybe like a corollary to that, um, we have a lot of people on our our podcast that are, we call them accidental homeschoolers that they just kind of got, kind of got thrust into it this year. Have you seen those people and, and maybe what type of unique challenges that you're seeing with those people and how have you guys solved those challenges?
1: Well, oh, I think that Amber is working with some of our accidental homeschoolers. Uh, so maybe Amber you'd like to talk a little bit about that.
2: So the the accidental homeschool. It's um it's actually pretty exciting because these are people who are they're really nervous. Uh they're pretty um they're pretty stressed out. The transition from being 100% dependent on the teacher and the school doing everything and just waiting for the call of this is what we need you to do or this is what we need you to do. So so th- this is a group of people who are they're so thankful that they can be in an environment where they are supported, they are valued they are given grace. <laughs> Seriously, they, they are so thankful when they when they first enroll and they see the pacing guide for their school to go curriculum. Uh, they're in, the, the first thing that I have to tell them is you have to think like a pirate. It's called a pacing guide. It's not the God law. Lives. OK, you have to think like a pirate. And they, they just want to hear that it's going to be okay. And, and, and I'm a hundred percent serious. I know they can do it. I, I was there at one time starting out as a homeschooler. I know they can do it. I know beauty is going to come from this, whether they end up going back to traditional or not. That's not the issue. The issue is this is your need this is what we do, you're going to be okay. And yeah, we, so- we've, had,
0: we, we've heard a lot of people, you know, have that type of concern. A lot of the concerns is, am I going to screw up? Am I going to make a mistake? That's- am I am I doing enough? Those are a lot of the c- concerns we've seen, not just, you know, from our listeners, but also on like Facebook groups and forums on Reddit <laughs> and things like that. These are like just existential terrors that live in the hearts of these accidental homeschoolers and it was it's cool to hear you say that yeah
1: you know like yes you are gonna screw up yes we do we all do do. It's (laughs) okay and you're not gonna screw your kid up
2: nope no
3: lots of folks i hear say you know like uh is this year gonna be you know or am I going to spend years recovering from 2020 because I had to, year, yeah, yeah, I had to teach my kid at home and no. uh, you know that's just uh, I, the amount of stress that they're taking onto their, their shoulders amidst everything else that's going on. It's so wonderful that you can be there for so many of these families.
1: This is not a lost year. This is a hard year. Yeah. None of us would choose this for a year, <laughs> no. but it is, it is not a lost year. And we just don't, we don't believe that. We know that's not true. Um, But it is hard. And it's been hard for all of us. It's been hard here at Sky Valley, too. But we were arguably more built for this uh, (laughs) than perhaps some other folks. So it it has not been easy, but it probably hasn't been as hard for us as maybe traditional uh, schools and parents to make that transition. But it's it's still tough and we miss our families for sure. Mm -hmm.
2: But I I really am, I'm so impressed by how many of our accidental homeschoolers are just leaning into it. Mm -hmm. They are just really embracing this as an opportunity to do something different and see what happens. So I think if they can be given the, um, the confidence and the... What am I trying to say? Almost like the the guarantee. Yeah, Yeah. the permission. You're right. Just the guarantee that um, you're not going to mess this up. We're all going to be okay. Lean into it. See what happens. It could be a really good thing. And we're already hearing from some of our accidental homeschoolers that they're asking, is this going to be a program again next year? (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, and I think to myself, I always tell them, I, as far as I know, this is going to be available again next year. And then I, I think to the in the back of my head, we might want to talk about this again, like in March, you know, just to make sure that you're really, it's going as well as you're saying it's going now. But so many of our, like our school to go families who um, a lot of our accidental homeschoolers, Uh, chose school to go because it sounded like something they could do. You give me all the curriculum. You give me a pacing guide. You check in and support me. Okay. I, this is what I will try. And I'm, I'm really surprised at how many of them are enjoying the, the routine that's coming out of it. The, the, the depth of relationship that's coming out of it, the new discoveries, the, the enjoyment of reading together and experiencing Treasure Island together, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it, I think that a homeschooler is, you know, kind
1: of cool. <laughs> and who knows, three years from now, they might be one of our experienced homeschool families who's right. coming to just take fiddle and Irish dance. And they're going to teach everything else at home. And then they can tell the story they can tell their their homeschool origin story, if you will, of when they became homeschoolers, and it'll be this story. So,
3: yeah, that that's terrific, and I'm sure that that so many appreciate the support you provided. We we have loved hearing about about your program today. I just wanted to we wanted to end with one final question um, for you, Karen where do you want to take this program in the future? There's you already offer quite a bit, so you might not have room for more in the building. Um, But you know, what are your, what are your long-term goals? What things would you love to see happen uh, at Sky Valley in the future?
1: I get asked this a lot as it pertains to not just Sky Valley, but myself, what are your plans for the future, Karen, or what are your plans for Sky Valley? And I've, I've never been so content to be somewhere. And it's because Sky Valley can become and will become whatever it needs to or whatever we want it to be. Literally every year, there are new classes, new programs, new families, and we create all of that based on what people want. And that is so fulfilling to me. And so energizing for our community that I honestly, I want to take this program wherever people want it to go.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Do, do you guys have any, maybe just last thing, just before we close it out, do you have any takeaway messages you want to send other than, um, I look forward to meeting you,
2: Amber, next year? <laughs> I'll be here. The, talk, the
3: talkative one is ours. Yes.
2: Oh, well, I don't know about takeaways. I loved what Karen said. I uh, I have been here for a couple of decades now, and <laughs> – It doesn't seem like it's been, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like every year it just gets better and better. I've um, never imagined that I could, like I said, enjoy my job more and more as, as I am here and watching new programs develop. One of the saddest things for me about, the, the wonkiness of 2020 is missing out on some kindergartners who are the children of my previous students.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow.
2: That, that, that is heartbreaking for me. And where else do you get that? Where else do you get families on purpose traveling to come back to your school?
1: Where else can you enroll a kindergartner and then hand them a diploma 13 years from now? I mean, it's incredible.
2: That is incredible. Yep, ab- absolutely. I tell people all the time because, you know, like Karen said, they she gets asked a lot, you know, what is your next step? What do you see in your future? And people will ask me, you know, when do you think you'll retire? <laughs> 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 and, I'm, and I'm like, retire, retire. I, I don't know, actually. I, I can't imagine it, but I'm pretty sure I am going to have my ashes sprinkled over this place <laughs> at one point or another.
1: I'm just going to come back as a grandparent yeah. on campus. That's my big <laughs>
2: plan. Oh, my goodness. So,
1: takeaways
2: well, I, I would love to see more Sky Valleys. Yeah. And I did get an opportunity a couple of years ago to take some road trips with some other uh, co-workers and visit other campuses. And those other alternative schools are amazing. Everybody offers their brand of awesomeness. But not every district in our state has an alternative school. And it makes me wonder why. So that would be my takeaway, why doesn't every school district have something like this? So, yeah.
1: And I and I mean what I say when people ask me, how does Sky Valley, how is it so successful and so large? And I truly mean what I say, that if you do not have a district office and a school board committed and believing in these kinds of alternatives and willing to give it a go and let you be a little different, um, then that. That's really what you need to be successful. So I do a supportive school district is a, is a really important uh, part of the equation. And we've always been fortunate that we have that.
3: Great. That's, that's really terrific. We have just, uh, Matthew and I have both just loved talking with you today. Thank you for sharing so much about your program with us and, and our listeners.
1: Thank you. We can't meet, uh, wait to meet your family next year and your kindergartner.